Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to Speak Up and Stay Alive Radio with author, speaker, and your host, Pat Rulo. Serving you a generous helping of everything you need to know to help you and your loved ones stay safe during any doctor or hospital visit. The program is not intended to replace medical advice from a licensed professional, but rather to encourage you to become a well-informed participant in your health and well-being. And now, your host, Pat Rulo. Hello. I'm Pat Rulo, and welcome back to Speak Up and Stay Alive, Patient Safety Radio. I'm happy you joined me. It's a new year, and that always causes me to shake things up a bit. Last week, we began some new growth in other radio and television markets. We can now be heard on Friday afternoons at 2 o'clock in Pittsburgh, and Saturday mornings on 218 cable television stations around the country. With that in place, We decided to shift things around here in Cleveland a bit, so here's the scoop. As of the first show in February, we will no longer be airing on WHK AM 1420 at 7 o'clock Saturday mornings. So we'll no longer be airing on WHK in Cleveland, that's AM 1420 at 7 o'clock Saturday mornings. So make a note of that. Today's show and next week's show on WHK will be our last ones for a while. We may pick back up at a later date and at a later time, but polling our listeners proves that 7 o'clock on a Saturday morning is just too early for most folks. But you could still hear the show on Saturday mornings on the sister station, WHKW AM 1220 in Cleveland and WHKZ AM 1440 in Warren Youngstown at 9 o'clock. So that's staying the same. So remember, today and next week, we'll still be on at 7 o'clock on WHK. Then in February, you can sleep later and be as fresh as a daisy for the 9 o'clock show on WHKW. 9 o'clock Saturday mornings, WHKW, and that's 1220 on your AM dial in Cleveland, Ohio, and 1440 on your AM dial in Warren, Youngstown, Ohio. We're also playing with a new format, but I'll spill those beans maybe next week. So for today, I have a fantastic pharmacist nutrition expert with us to share some wisdom. But before he arrives, I have to tell you about a website where you can find out how much money your doctor makes from pharmaceutical companies. Interesting, huh? So let's get started. Find your best listen to the radio seat. Get cozy and comfy. 
Turn off that radiation-emitting cell phone because no one is going to call you with any news better than I've got today. Plus, no phone is better for your health. So, are you ready? Because right now, it's time for the healthcare hazard of the week. Pharmaceutical companies pay doctors millions of dollars to promote their drugs. Hello, we know that. According to the New England Journal of Medicine, recent data shows that 94% of physicians report some type of relationship with the pharmaceutical industry. In the last five months of 2013, drug makers spent almost $20 million trying to convince physicians and teaching hospitals to prescribe their newly patented drugs to patients. And here's where it gets interesting. Many of these drugs are not really new, but rather are close copies of existing drugs that treat the same conditions. So why are drug companies paying so much to try to get doctors to prescribe their products? Oh, the most famous answer on this program, follow the money, and in this case, competition. In the list of the top 20 drugs that companies are paying the most to promote, nine had a competitor also ranked within the top 20 that treat the same condition. Here are some of the top 20 and the conditions they're used to treat, and some of these you probably see on TV. Eliquis, anti-clotting drug. Humira, for arthritis and Crohn's disease. Abilify, for schizophrenia. Linzess, for irritable bowel syndrome. Belvic, the weight loss drug. Symbicort, for asthma. For example, the huge pharmaceutical company called AstraZeneca, their blood-thinning drug Brilinta, ranked third on the list of the highest payments to doctors. Why? Because one of their biggest competitors is Plavix that has been available, generically, since 2012 at just a fraction of the price. So in order to make a profit in such a crowded market, producers of new drugs sponsor doctors' research that results in doctors who often accept thousands of dollars in speaking and consulting payments from these drug companies. And many advocates feel that the drugs we're getting should be the best that are out there, rather than the ones that perhaps payments from drug companies may have convinced our doctors to prescribe. So with that, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services released government data about physicians potentially on the take from pharmaceutical and medical device manufacturers. And now... ProPublica, an independent nonprofit newsroom that produces investigative journalism in the public interest, has operated what's called Dollars for Docs. It's a database that tries to track the information about drug companies making payments to doctors and healthcare professionals under the guise of speeches, research, and consultations. On this website, patients are now able to view the information the government has collected on the physician that you may use or considering using. It's an online resource that contains approximately $4 billion in payments to doctors and other medical providers and healthcare institutions that have been disclosed by 17 pharmaceutical companies and their subsidiaries since 2009. ProPublica took these disclosures and assembled them into a single database that allows you, the patient, to search for your physician and medical center and receive a listing of all payments matching that name. So here's the question. Are physicians being manipulated by pharmaceutical companies? And are these sorts of payments a conflict of interest? The fear is that doctors will be influenced to make healthcare decisions based on economic influences and pressure 
rather than judgment and rather than what is best for you as the individual. Do business ties interfere with decision making? I'm not saying that doctors shouldn't be paid for their speaking engagements or their advice or consulting, but simply that patients should be informed when a doctor writes a prescription or drug manufactured by a company who has employed him or her so that we, the patient, can make the determination if we feel there is a conflict of interest. There should be a conversation, disclosure, informed consent. Realtors, insurance agents have rules that forbid taking gifts and money and or disclosure rules from third parties. I mean, did you ever see how much paperwork is involved in buying or selling a house? Disclosure this, disclosure that. Should we really be holding our realtor to a higher standard than our doctor? And having said that, there's an interesting perspective from a group called NoFreeLunch.org. It's a group of healthcare providers whose mission is to encourage healthcare providers to practice medicine on the basis of scientific evidence rather than on the basis of pharmaceutical promotion. They discourage the acceptance of all gifts from industry by healthcare providers, and they have this to say about disclosure. Even if a physician were to disclose to a patient, not likely, that she or he had been taken to dinner by the company who makes the prescription they're about to prescribe, what would the patient do with this information? If you think about it, disclosure only points to a potential problem. It doesn't do anything to resolve the problem. And that's a good point. So for fun, I went to the website and pulled up one of our doctor's names and found two pages of payments from Eli Lilly, Merck, Johnson & Johnson, AstraZeneca, Pfizer for things such as speaking, research, consulting, travel, and meals. $249 for meals, $308 for meals, $333 for meals. What kind of meals is this guy eating? The totals came to well over $50,000. Should I know that before I accept the drug he prescribes? Or should I trust that he won't be swayed in the least to favor someone with whom he has a relationship, a financial relationship? Well, now that I have that information about this doctor, will I really be able to ask him about his free meals? Would you? I'm not bashing doctors or anyone else here, simply making you aware of what might go on behind the scenes so that you are informed enough to ask questions if you choose. So if you have time, head over to our website, speakupandstayalive.com, and look at the right-hand side of the page. It says, Dollars for Docs. This will take you to the website I'm talking about, and there you can enter your doctor's name and take a look around. And here's just a few questions and answers from that site that I'd like to share. Question. My doctor is on that list. Should I care? Answer. If your doctor is listed, it's because he or she received money from one of the drug companies for promotional activities or consulting. Payments are legal, so it doesn't mean your doctor has done anything wrong. But research has shown that drug company marketing can influence what doctors prescribe, and some experts say it is a cause for concern. Others say the information should carry less weight. They say the amount of money that a doctor receives is less important than personal recommendations and the doctor's training and experience. One word of caution, some doctors in that database have the same or similar names, so be sure to confirm with your doctor that he or she is actually the one on the list. Question, my doctor is not on the list. What does that mean? Answer, ProPublica included payments only from the drug companies that have made those relationships public so far. Many doctors do not do promotional work or consulting for drug companies. Others may receive such payments from companies that haven't yet disclosed them. So even if your doctor is not on the list, 
Experts say it's worth asking about the issue. Question, what's the best way to bring up the issue with my doctor? Answer, although it can feel awkward, some experts say it's important to ask about potential conflicts of interest. Others say patients should trust their doctors to do what's right for them. If you do raise the issue, tell your doctor you want to feel confident that the drug he or she is prescribing for you are best for the job. It's important to ask whether medications you are taking are made by the companies. If the answer is yes, it's not necessarily a problem, but is worth discussing further. Question. How can I be sure my doctor is offering unbiased advice about a drug? Answer. If your doctor has prescribed you medication made by a company he or she receives payment from, you should ask whether there are any cheaper generic alternatives. How does the drug compare to others in its class? What are the side effects? Are there alternatives with fewer side effects? And importantly, are there non-drug alternatives such as diet, watchful waiting, or physical therapy? It may be that the drug you are on is the best option. But sometimes, a drug company will market a new, more expensive version of an established drug even when the older one is cheaper and effective. Asking these questions will show your doctor that you're aware of these issues. And in conclusion, I revert back to what I say most of the time. You have to be informed, empowered, and educated. And you have to speak up and stay alive. And with that, let's hear some legal news you can use. You've heard me talk about my attorney friends at Schraff and King, and I know many of you have taken my advice and contacted them to help you with your advanced directives. Things like a healthcare power of attorney, living will, help with information about the do not resuscitate form, and more. Attorneys certified in elder law offer you something that other attorneys do not. So don't go anywhere else. Contact the folks at Schraff and King today. They're located in Willoughby Hills, just south of State Route 6 and Interstate 91. And you can call them at 440-585-1600. That's 440-585-1600. Or visit them online at schraffking.com, S-C-H-R-A-F-F-K-I-N-G, schraffking.com. And be sure to let them know that you heard about them here on Speak Up and Stay Alive. Again, it's 440-585-1600. 440-585-1600. Call them today. We were surprised when Dad brought up hospice care. I thought you called when you were all out of options, but Hospice of the Western Reserve has been helping care for Dad for some time now. I'm so glad we called when we did. Their support has given us quality time I'll remember forever. With Hospice of the Western Reserve, you can choose when, where, and how you receive care. Discover why the hospice of choice is Hospice of the Western Reserve at hospiceofchoice.org. Listen to Pat Rulo and Speak Up and Stay Alive Radio. Stay safe from little-known health care and hospital hazards. To learn more, go to speakupandstayalive.com. That's speakupandstayalive.com. You're listening to Speak Up and Stay Alive Patient Safety Radio, 
And I am your hostess, Pat Rulo. Always excited to share my new friends with you. And today's guest is special. Not only is he a fellow radio host, but he also shares my and your passion for getting to the truth when it comes to healthcare and healthcare safety. He is Dr. Len Bransowitz, a registered pharmacist, certified clinical nutritionist, doctor of naturopathic medicine, and a homeopath. Dr. Len has over 35 years' experience in helping to keep folks like you and me healthy and happy. Well, I met Dr. Len when we invited him to share his radio program on our internet radio station, speakuptalkradio.com. And after our first conversation, I told him, you've got to be a guest on my show. Well, he beat me to it as I was a guest on his show in December. It's called The Nutrition Shop's Health Talk with Dr. Len, a show that bridges the gap between natural and traditional medicine that airs live in Atlanta, Georgia, every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 on South Atlanta's 92.5, The Bear FM. And he can now be heard on the Speak Up Talk radio network as well. I'm interested to have him share his walk from very traditional medicine to his current approach. So let's get started. Welcome to the show, Dr. Len. Well, Pat, thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. And we had a fabulous feedback from our listeners in Atlanta when you were on with me a couple weeks ago. And it was just wonderful. I really enjoyed it. And the feedback about what you all do and how you're gathering people with like minds together is just tremendous. And I'm glad to be a part of it. So thank you so much. Oh, well, it's a mutual admiration, I'm sure. I'm always interested to have our guests on the show explain why they do what they do. So if you wouldn't mind, take us on a mini tour, if you will, of your journey, your background in oncology, to your degree in pharmacy, to your own bout with cancer. It's amazing. And, you know, I look back on it, and it's almost frightening, almost like you couldn't write a book like this. But my walk was this. I graduated from Duquesne University back in the late 70s, and that was a school of pharmacy, and I went for my doctorate there. But I had this passion for cancer patients, and I had done a residency my final year at Mercy Hospital in Pittsburgh, and during that course, we were assigned beds in the hospital, and we would have those beds for the entire course of a year, whoever was there. And I started to do workups for patients. I'd work with them, and I'd see them one day, two days, five days, two weeks, and then I'd have my whole plan of what I wanted to do with these patients, and I'd come back in on Tuesday, and the bed was empty, and they would say the patient passed away. And I started to get into that mode of, this is really getting frustrating to me. I'm in oncology, and I, my job was to do a coordination between the medications, the chemo, the, the radiation, what was being used here in the late 70s, early 80s, and trying to keep these people alive. And I was failing, and I was failing dramatically. So I kept at it. I kept working at it, and I did that part-time while I did some chain pharmacy work. But I always had this passion for cancer patients. And there was this part of me early on in my life that said, when these patients would come in and I'd look into their eyes and I'd pray with them and we would just have a time together and I just was never able to get into that person. I didn't know that feeling to be having that C word, that cancer and just instilled into me. And I still did what I did. And for six years, I did that. And then I said, you know what? I can't really take it anymore. I was getting frustrated. I wasn't getting anywhere. So I separated myself away. So I did started practicing regular pharmacy. And as I did that for almost 15 years, and then I came in to do a physical one day. And this is actually where I met my wife. I, I went into a hospital to have a physical for an insurance policy. And they did a workup on me. And long story short, during the middle of this workup, I ended up being admitted to the hospital. And it was 
severe cardiovascular disease. I had cholesterol well over close to 400, oh triglycerides over 1,000, and heart arrhythmias, and you name it, hypertension, prediabetes, I had it all. And I was admitted and discharged on nine prescription medications. Oh. Well, long story short, I picked my wife as my primary care, and here I am as a pharmacist taking nine medications, and none of which was agreeing with me. So in the course of that one year after I was discharged from the hospital, I was hospitalized again twice for what they called seizure disorders. And as I tried to dig into this myself, I found out that it was interactions with all the medications. Mm -hmm. So I finally had made the decision that there has to be some other way to do this. So I saw an ad for a, a new program that the University of Chicago was offering under clinical nutrition. So I went to Chicago, lit a fuse, started studying. I found a little clue there to the British Institute of Homeopathy. I took a two-year course and finished it in six months. It was just like a whole new world opened for me. Then I went about and I said, I think I can help people now as a pharmacist with that very traditional background and as a nutritionist now and then as a homeopath, I said, this this will really start to work. And I started sitting with patients. And the first patient that walked in the door was a 68-year-old man with stage four prostate cancer. And it was like, here we go again. But I had a whole new insight now. I started to work on his diet and his nutrition and supplementation, and he lived 28 years. Oh, my. And it was just a passion to say this man probably would have died if not for what we did with him, and it was just wonderful. And I went back to school for nine years and got my degree in naturopathic medicine, and now after 38, I think, years, my wife said, 38 years of going to school, finally said, I think... <laughs> That's going to be enough. I just finished my master's in nutrition, and my wife jokingly says, with the last name Brantswitz, there's no more room for any more letters behind your name. I think you've done enough. So now comes the passion of doing radio, talking to individuals like you, and sharing information and just saying, you know, if you needed somebody who could bridge the gap, because it's estimated now 78% of Americans are taking a pharmaceutical, 78% of every person walking the United States, and that includes children, 78%. And if, if you can help somebody bridge their way through that, not necessarily as alternative medicine, I don't like that term, but saying, can I maximize that med? Can I make you feel better? Can I eliminate side effects? Can I theoretically get you off of that med with your doctor's okay? Working with cancer patients, I got an email from a friend of mine, and it was actually a friend of my sister's who said, my wife was just diagnosed with stage four colon cancer, and the doctor said she can't tolerate any more chemo, radiation, and they've given up on her. Can you help me? Mm. And that's where I, I hope and pray that I can at least give her a quality of life for some period of time. That's a little thumbnail of my walk. Now, what was really ironic is in 2012, in January, uh, I jokingly got a, a challenge from my staff to run the Pittsburgh Marathon. I've never been a runner, ever. So I trained from January through May to get myself in shape to do a half marathon. And in May, I ran the half marathon, the Pittsburgh Marathon, at age 60. And I finished it. I was proud of that fact. I finished in 46th place out of 4,000 men over the age of 60. Oh, congratulations. Cool. <laughs> Came across the finish line, and they admitted me to the hospital. They said, you weren't perspiring. You, weren't, you, you were hyperextended, and they gave me an intravenous push. And long story short, I went into the hospital came out of the hospital, flew back to Atlanta, had a workup, said I was in stage four kidney failure.
they did a further workup and found an 8.5 centimeter tumor on my right kidney. I was given the final, I, I call it a gift, and I was given the gift of now knowing what it feels like to be told you have cancer. And thank God, I, I had a friend who was a urology surgeon, and I volunteered to go through a rather new robotic laser surgery. No chemo, no radiation. They put me under general anesthesia for six days. In essence, what they had to do is detach both my kidneys. So oh. They had me on life support. They, they drilled two holes in my chest and had two infusions of CO2 into my body. So they had to pull the muscle mass and skin off of my body because they had to do this surgery internally. Yeah. Detached my kidney, moved it in front of my stomach, held it in place with robotic arms, and basically used a laser to peel it like an orange. Oh my! They God. took layer after layer off until they got to the point where there was no cancer. They then had to cauterize the outside, put a drainage tube in, reattach my kidneys, and I was on cardiovascular support at that point. Got that stabilized, make sure that I was pumping back into my heart, and then they detached the other kidney just to make sure. Took a layer off, then they had to do the same thing to base my lungs. They had 17 different incision sites in my abdomen. I went to bed under anesthesia on a Thursday, 17th of July, and I woke up uh, the following Thursday in my own bed at home. They took me home by ambulance. I woke up. Woke up after being asleep for a week. I lost a week of my life, and I said to my wife, what happened? And they said, you're cancer-free. And that's, like, amazing to me. Amazing, amazing, amazing thing. What a journey for your wife as well, huh? Well, coming from traditional medicine, you know, and she's very, very traditional. I mean, we're on opposite ends of the spectrum. She was immediately chemo radiation, got to do chemo radiation. And I said, do you not remember in my last will and testament, me coming from oncology is that I do not want to do that? I said, I'm not going to do it, you know. And the options there were immediately to have one of my kidneys removed. That was the first option, complete nephrectomy. And then six months of chemo and radiation, and I said... You'd be gone. I think so. Yeah, you'd be gone by now. You know, that I had cancer for 16 days. That was it. And I've now been cancer-free for the last two years. So praise God for that. And the hope is that just some of the lessons I've learned in life and in pharmacy and in naturopathic school, I can share with others. So that's, that's the story. <laughs> I love to share it. You should love to share it. That is a, I've got chills just listening to that story because what a combination. I mean, it all came together, your background in oncology and your, your expertise in pharmacy and, and then your own bout with cancer. And like you said, now you know what it feels like and you just put that all together. And wow, beautiful story. And, and I congratulate you on all the work that you do. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I appreciate that's, you. That's very nice. Thank you. Yeah. Now you have a short paragraph on your website that resonates with me. And as I talk about this often on our program, you say often we bounce from primary care physician to... Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Specialist to a second opinion. And then we add in something we heard about on TV. Dr. A doesn't know what Dr. B said. And neither of them know anything about that miracle product you bought at the herbal store. And then you go on to say that the more you know as a patient, the more empowered you can be to make smart decisions for your health. So... How do you help people take all of this information and make sense of it and, and help them so that they can become an empowered patient such as you were? You need to sort through, I call it the rumble. There's a lot out there. There's a lot of people out there with limited background that are out there professing A, B, C, or D. Well, you need to look through and, and get the clarity. You know, and It comes down to some of the basics. If I can eat right, if I can digest right, if I can assimilate right, and I can excrete right, Simple. That's what, it, that's what we're here on the face of the earth doing. Um, I can live a healthy life. So when we sit down with somebody, we teach them how to eat, what time of the days to eat. We're big advocates of something called the 7 to 7 rule. Eating during a 12-hour period from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. and fasting from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. That simple approach has worked for us to turn people's lives around. Trying to convince people that it's not expensive to eat whole foods. We have a wonderful dietitian on staff, Janine, who works with patients one-on-one and lays out food plans and shows them how to save money by eating healthy. We have an exercise physiologist, her husband on staff, that we look at your lifestyle and says, I'm really busy. I'm up 5 o'clock in the morning. I don't get home until 7 o'clock. Well, that's fine. At 7.15, we're going to do 20 minutes of exercise, and here's what we're going to do with what you have. And then I work with the patient to say, where are you? What's your health issues? Let's interpret your blood work. Let's do for some further testing. And whatever those issues are, we try to put it together and make common sense out of it. So we cut through the, the rumble that's out there, it's what I like to call it, to a clarity of just saying, eat, digest, assimilate, excrete, and uh, we'll turn your life around. Fairly simple, but like you say, there's so much rumble out there and you get tired of hearing all these different diets and what do I really do? So you can pull that all together. Now, when you do a consultation, does a person have to be in person or can they be anywhere in the country? Do you do this remotely at all? Yeah, we do. And I just, I just put in a, uh, in the office I'm in here in Wexford, Pennsylvania right now, we just put in a remote uh, system with cameras so that when I'm in Atlanta, if somebody comes into this office, if they're in the area, they can actually sit down and we're talking face-to-face mm-hmm. using a Skype hookup. Right. And I'll do the same thing from here to patients in Atlanta. Or I just did a consult with the daughter of one of my, my consult patients who is at, in school in Rome so that we were able to hook up face-to-face using Skype and try to help her a little bit on her diet, nutrition, and supplementation, even if she's in Italy. So Mm -hmm. the new technologies allow us to be in contact with anybody, or just like you and I are doing, through an Internet phone connection. You know, it's easy to talk, and it's easy to put some time aside. Well, good. So our listeners from all over the country, if they need your guidance, they can work with you one-on-one remotely. So we'll get all that information in a bit. Now, you talked about supplementation, and then you talked about rumble. Um, Thinking of supplements and the different products that people want to take, but again, there's so much out there that you don't even know if what you're taking is beneficial, if it works. Now, I know you have a great product line on your website, the nutritionshop.net.com. 
Is it dot net? Dot net. Dot net. Mm-hmm. Nutrition shop with two P's. Dot net. What products have you developed and what are some of their uses that you would suggest to our listeners? One of one of my passions has been fish oil. Right before you called, I had ran down to one of the big box stores. You know, and here's this enormous jug of fish oil, thousand milligram fish oil, and it's twenty nine ninety five for like hundred and eighty capsules. And I said, I bought one. I said, you know, I just wanted to see. So I brought it back, and I wanted to do basically a cost comparison. When I used to take fish oil early on, and I used, I'll mention the brand Nordic Naturals. They were one of the first to bring quality fish oils to the United States, and I used their products a lot. One day, I actually bit the capsule accidentally, and I almost gagged. And I said, that there's something wrong here. So I went back again into the lab, and I worked with some people who do cold distillation. If I took this fish oil and you molecularly distilled this, what should it come out on the other side looking like? And they said, well, if we run it through three processes of taking all the impurities out and then we cold distill it, fish oil should never taste like fish. I said, really? Why doesn't anyone else know this? So we ran the fish oil, the raw materials, through this process, came out the other side, put it into a veggie cap, a a capsule not made of gelatin out of vegetarian cellulose, and I said, give me one. And I put it in my mouth and I chewed it and, you know, with a slight lemon flavor, but no fish taste. And I said, I think we got it. So we then worked on saying people don't like to swallow these horse pills. So I said, I want it really concentrated, you know. So I looked again to the big box stores and to get truly a thousand milligrams of active stuff, you had to take six of those capsules. And I said, I can't do that. So again, we went back to the drawing board and I said, can I take those six capsules and compress the active ingredient into one little capsule? We did it. We managed to get 1,000 milligrams of active ingredient into one capsule, molecularly distilled, and then when we did the calculations, we actually come out, if you use it therapeutically, almost 40% less expensive than the big box stores. So people naturally go there, and I don't want to badmouth them, but they're buying an inferior product for which if you get the high-quality products and look for high-quality products, something that is truly purified, truly pharmaceutical-grade, and you only have to take one or two capsules a day to get therapeutic versus six to 12, that's been my passion. So my new passion and the new line that we're going to be rolling out over the next three months, we're calling it the IMT line. And I'm starting to teach now in the Institute of Manual Therapy, which is in Connecticut. I'm doing some of their nutritional trainings, and I'm working with Dr. Tom Giamatteo. And we started to develop this line. We have over 70 products so far, and we're going to be rolling out probably 40 more for very specific reasons. So I'm trying to keep people away from, I call it cutting the tether cord to your physician, Mm -hmm. not running there at the least little instance, and taking care of yourself, becoming more accountable, and, you know, staying out of the medical profession. They're there if you need them but trying to stay out of them. And that's that's the, the, the passion that I have with the product line we're developing. You know, we're on the same wavelength, not to run there every every minute and to use them only in emergency situations because it's darn right dangerous once you get into the healthcare system. Now, where could folks find these products? Well, our website is where we're building the store. Now, we're in the process now of, of really changing a lot of our products. So every day we put about four or five new products on there. So I just encourage people, go to the T-H-E, the nutrition shop s-h-o-p-p-e dot net and you'll you'll start seeing them we have a, a section set up for whatever was put on today there's an awful lot involved in getting a new product to market and when we do the testing and we do the analysis and we do the labeling and the packaging 
We get the labeling. We put it on the website. So as soon as it's available, it goes up. And I'll just give you one other quick story because I know we're running out of time. But last year at this time, I got this amazing call from the FDA. And um, anytime you get a call from the FDA, you start to shake a little bit. I'm shaking right now. (laughs) I guess I can say, I guess I got your attention. And they went on our website and said, you're making claims. And they required us to take our website down. And at this point last year, we, we made no claims, but we put key catchphrases on our website. Like if you wanted to search under cancer, if you hit cancer, it went to all the support products. We made no claims, but they didn't like that. So we had to completely trash our website and start all over. So the FDA is under heavy scrutiny every day looking at our website again. And we make no claims. We put that on every single page. But as we roll this out, I'm putting in a ton of new information about what this product is, where it comes from, what it's supposed to do, what it's supposed to do, and the dosages. So we're putting as much information on there so people can make their own logical decisions. And if they do need more help, I'm here. So they can call and set up a time where we can help them transition or work with them with whatever their health condition is just to try to improve their life. That's what we're here for. And give us the phone number where folks can reach you. Yeah, we have a toll-free number, 866-461-4536, 866-461-4536. During the day from 9 to 6 Eastern Time, there's a live person that answers that phone, and it answers 24 hours a day for any need. We always say we will definitely get back to you first thing in the morning if you do call in the evening. Tell us about your weekly radio program in Atlanta, and also you host a daily show on Blog Talk Radio. Share that. Yeah, on the weekends, uh, we're on 92.5 The Bear. I had to change my whole lifestyle. I'm a, I was born and raised with Pink Floyd. Music, and I had to transition over to Country Western now, which is my wife's passion. But we're in a Country Western station on Saturday mornings, and we just got the honors of saying we've been on that radio station for six years, and we're now their number one listen-to show on Saturday mornings wow. on their, their whole course of their whole week. So mm-hmm. we're very proud of that. From 9 to 10 Eastern Time, you can listen right through. We have iTunes and all of the different apparatus right on our website. There's a little microphone. You just click there, and you can listen right through our website. And during the week, we're on blogtalkradio.com, and the show's called Your Daily Dose. At noon, it's lunchtime. Tune in and get your daily dose of health talk. And we do just a little blurb each and every day. Every one of the shows that I've done for the last year are listed by title on our website, so you can go there and listen to past shows, anything that is of interest to And I would highly suggest that folks do that, to listen to your show, either your archived podcast at your website, Nutrition Shop. That's two P's, nutritionshop.net. We have you on the speakuptalkradio.com or listen daily to your daily dose at blogtalkradio.com. Len, what a pleasure to spend time with you today. We will have to do this again. Pat, same to you. It's been a pleasure, and I look forward to having you back on the show. And as I said, part of our, our goal for this upcoming year is to get together and possibly put on a seminar together and teach and and be able to be there and share whatever knowledge we have with all the the people that would show up that'd be great absolutely it would be my honor so thank you so much pat thank you so much good talking to you i'll see you real soon
in your face, all over the place. We're online 24-7-24-7. You're listening to the hottest speakupandstayalive.com. That's speakupandstayalive.com. We interrupt our program to bring you a special broadcast. That's right. This is the wireless warning of the week. And this is a public health warning. All wireless devices emit microwave radiation, a known biological hazard. Every time you use a wireless device, you are exposed to microwave radiation. The World Health Organization labels this radiation a class 2B possible cancer-causing agent in the same category as lead, DDT, and chloroform. Cell phones, towers, cordless phones, laptops, tablets, smart meters, microwaves, Wi-Fi routers all add to the electro-smog. Microwave radiation is harmful to you. Scientists link this radiation to diseases, both long-term and short-term. Cancer, infertility, DNA damage, damage to fetuses, sleep problems, memory and behavior problems, heart problems, and many others. Many people have become electro-hypersensitive and cannot tolerate even low exposures, seriously impacting their health, their job, housing, and social lives. And we are all affected by this, whether we believe that we are electro-hypersensitive or not. Government regulations do not protect you. FCC guidelines were written decades ago and ignore current science linking microwaves to human disease. Protect yourself and those you love. Get wired. Use Ethernet cables for your computers. It provides faster, safer, and more secure internet connections. Use a corded landline. Decked phones, though cordless phones, are as dangerous as cell phones. Keep your distance. Turn it off. The manuals tell you to keep phones out of your pocket and away from your skull, but who reads them? Run your notebook computers on battery, turn off wireless functions, and use a corded external keyboard and mouse. Do not use wireless devices inside metal enclosures. In other words, don't use your cell phone in cars, elevators, buses, and trains. Here's where radiation greatly increases, bouncing around, harming you and those around you. Wireless radiation is definitely not for children or pregnant women. Prenatal and childhood exposure is linked to hyperactivity, behavioral problems, brain changes, and autism. And get rid of the smart meter. It pulses microwave radiation 24-7, 365 days a year. Demand a non-electronic analog meter. No dirty electricity or microwaves with those. And tell your friends and family. Help those you love rethink their exposure and reduce their risk. Well, now to lighten the mood, we opened the game chamber and everyone decided to play one of our most fave games. Are you in jeopardy or are you safe? Here's how it goes. I will describe a healthcare or hospital associated scene and you, our contestants, have to decide how you would react to that situation. Are you in jeopardy or are you safe? Today, we have two returning contestants. Now entering the studio are today's contestants. This is Bob from Gatlinburg, Tennessee, and I'm a former financial planner. One of our great contestants, and we have another one. I'm Eric. I'm a regionally famous radio producer from Northeast Ohio. These were two tough competitors, right? 
You got it. Radio Rivals. These people will compete today on... Are you in jeopardy? Or are you safe? All right. You guys ready? Let's get it on. Let's do it. Okay. All right. Here's the first scenario. You are a patient in the hospital. A transporter pops in with a gurney and announces, Okay, we're heading down to the radiology department for a CAT scan. You ask why. The transporter replies, because your doctor ordered it. Are you in jeopardy or are you safe? Personally, I think you're in jeopardy because I wouldn't go anyplace unless I talked to the doctor to find out why he ordered it. What do you think, Eric? Um, is there is that order in writing? Um, is that writing legible as well, <laughs> knowing doctors? Those are two good thoughts. Yeah, is it in writing? Can you read it? And Bob, you're, you're exactly right. I think you both hit the nail on the head. I'd say there is a potential to be in jeopardy. The question, does the transporter have the right patient? Have you had the chance to speak with your doctor to find out why you are having this test? So personally, if it was me in that situation, I would politely decline until I had a chat with my doctor. You guys are both right. Go for it. Okay. All right. Yay. All right. Here's scenario number two. You are visiting an elderly person in the hospital. She seems noticeably confused, agitated, and speaks with slurred speech. Is she in jeopardy or is she safe? (laughs) I'm tempted to answer (laughs) safe just to uh, see what you'd say, but uh, I... There is no way she's not in jeopardy. <laughs> I'd say she's in jeopardy, but there's really not enough information to know what. Why is she slurring her, her speech? I don't know. Yeah. You need more information. We do need more information, but I would say, if, particularly if that's a new way of behaving, if this person hadn't been behaving like that the day before, I would start by looking into her medications. There is such a thing as hospital-induced delirium. That's caused by a combination of drugs, sleep deprivation, pain, dehydration, and the disturbance of the body's natural rhythm. According to estimates, a whopping 80% of elderly patients in intensive care units develop delirium. That's pretty scary. Yeah, I think this is a case for having an advocate or a family member know what to look for and how to correct such things. My book Hint, hint, hint. All right, here's scenario number three. You are recovering from surgery. While laying around, you listen to guided imagery and relaxation audio. Are you in jeopardy or are you safe? Uh, What are you uh, using to listen to that? Oh, that's a pretty good question. If you're using a smartphone, you could be in jeopardy. You guys are taking this to a whole nother level. (laughs) It's a level you weren't expecting, wasn't it? Absolutely. But let's talk about that for a moment. Exactly. What device are you listening listening to it on? Yeah, if it's your smartphone, let's think about the radiation. radiation. Mm -hmm. All right, guys. Well, I was going to say that it sounds safe on the one hand because there have been over 200 research studies that have explored how mind-body techniques help prepare people for surgical and medical procedures and help them to recover faster. These studies show that guided imagery may reduce stress and anxiety in patients before and after surgical and medical procedures. Probably not a bad idea for everyone in general, but now that you two brought up the device that they might be using, we have to rethink this question, yeah? That's very true. I mean, yeah, the the idea itself um, is a good one. I was just thinking, you know, are are these um, earbuds that haven't been sterilized uh, you know, any any times in the last six months or or sooner. That's a good thought too. Well, I just blew that question out of the water. Hey, huh? he's Eric's getting good. <laughs> I know. I think he's going to be the winner by default just for that just for that thought. All right, you guys, you're awesome. Here's scenario number four. You are a patient in the hospital. A nurse walks into your room and hangs an IV bag. 
Are you in jeopardy or are you safe? I'm saying you're definitely in jeopardy because one, what's in the IV bag? Who mixed it? Honestly, I'm not sure if that's enough information. Yeah, you're right. There really isn't a lot of information there, but I agree. And I don't mean to be an alarmist, but every IV bag has the potential to be incorrect on some level. Um, it might not be yours. It might be given at the wrong time. It might not be mixed correctly. And going back to what you said, Bob, here's a little known fact. Uh, the majority of the public is not aware of the fact that pharmacy technicians are being used to compound virtually all of their intravenous medications, the IV meds, while they receive treatment. There are still many states that have absolutely no requirements or proof of competency whatsoever for the pharmacy technicians who routinely compound these medications on a day to day basis. Here's what I suggest you can request during a hospital stay that only a registered pharmacist prepare your medications. That's a great, great idea. Yeah. All right, guys, here's scenario number five. You are an advocate for a family member who is a patient in the hospital. You notice that some nurses are wearing pink, others light blue, and some dark blue. You inquire about this. Are you in jeopardy or are you safe? I'd say uh, just by uh, virtue of asking that question, um, you, you'd be safer. Right. What do you think, Bobby? I would want to know what the colors stand for. Yeah, yeah. Who's the RN? Who's the aide? Which color represents what? Right. A lot of people don't know that. I, I think it's th that person would be a smart advocate not only to notice, but to ask. In some hospitals, the nurses do dress in colors according to rank. And this is a way then to know the difference between an RN with the most experience from an LPN from an aide with little medical experience. I'd say that this visual distinction is just another way to stay safe. Do not assume that everyone who looks like a nurse is actually a registered nurse. It always pays to ask. You guys did so good. I'm not sure who won, but I think we're going to give Let's it... Let's call it a tie. I'm giving it to Eric. Give it to Eric then. <laughs> 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 he, he wins the championship belt, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you, Bob, for being here today. Thank you for having me. And thank you, Eric. You're welcome. All right. Well, thank you, Don Pardo, and thank you, friends, for playing our most fun, favorite game ever. Are you in jeopardy or are you safe? Don't go anywhere. There's so much more you can learn about healthcare and hospital safety on America's favorite and perhaps only patient safety radio show. Speak up and stay alive. Radio. I should sing. Speak up and stay alive. Edit, radio. Edit. Edit. <laughs> If you know me, you know that I'm concerned about healthcare-acquired infections. Stethoscopes have long been associated with the transmission of healthcare-related bacterial infections, and studies have shown that stethoscopes carry harmful bacteria such as staph. To eliminate the infection risk, doctors simply need to wipe their stethoscopes with a disinfectant swab after use on each patient. Despite this, a report in the American Journal of Infection Control makes it clear that providers do not heed the warnings, concluding that doctors must routinely disinfect their stethoscopes before and after each patient contact. There is, however, a viable alternative to the disinfectant cloth or wipe. Clean Stethoscope, offered through a company called Cleanant, 
is a device that enables doctors, nurses, or any healthcare practitioner to both protect and clean their stethoscope with the greatest of ease. By sliding the bell of the stethoscope into the clean stethoscope chamber, doctors can examine multiple patients without putting themselves or their patients at risk of healthcare-acquired infections. If you're a healthcare provider or if you're a patient, check out cleanant.com. C-L-E-A-N-I-N-T, cleanant.com. And patients or family members, tell your doctor about Cleanant and ask that their practice include the clean stethoscope from Cleanant. Call 888-715-0464. That's 888-715-0464. Well, a jam-packed show today and out of time. Just a reminder, though, if you don't have a copy of the book, Speak Up and Stay Alive, The Patient Advocate Hospital Survival Guide, it is available at the website for $19.95. Just go to speakupandstayalive.com. Or you can order by phone, 440-725-5462. That's 440-725-5462. 62. So much vital information in the book that will help keep you or a loved one safe during any healthcare or hospital encounter. And it makes a great gift too. And for in-person fun, invite me to speak to your group, club, business, church, or hospital. We're starting to fill the 2015 calendar, so call today to talk about how we can make your next event the best one ever. Again, it's 440-725-5462. 440-725-5462. And remember, next Saturday is our last broadcast at 7 o'clock in the morning on WHK. But you can still hear the show at 9 o'clock on Saturday morning on the sister station WHKW in Cleveland. That's 1220 on your AM dial. Or WHKZ in Warren, Youngstown, 1440 on your AM dial. And always... You can hear the show and previous shows at the websites speakupandstayalive.com or speakuptalkradio.com. Well, got to run. So until next week, I hope you have a healthy and a happy week. I am Pat Rulo, and I am your guide to safe and successful healthcare and hospital encounters. Listen to Pat Rulo and Speak Up and Stay Alive Radio. Stay safe from little-known healthcare and hospital hazards. To learn more, go to speakupandstayalive.com. That's speakupandstayalive.com.